Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The End Show, a podcast channel where we spread ideas, motivation, creativity, personal belief, and much more. In each episode, we are joined with a special guest and they will be sharing with us their story and experience. I hope you guys will enjoy our episode this week. Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of The End Show. Today in this episode, uh, we are joined with two guests, okay, and very grateful to have uh, our guest here. So our first guest is Aloysius. Hi, hi guys. My name is Aloysius and thank you, Narin, for having me again. Right, yeah, and if you guys know that uh, Aloysius have been uh, in this show before, okay, I, I, I think it's like episode 5 or episode 6, I, I forgot. And the second guest here, okay, his name is Victor. So welcome, Victor, to the show. Hi, guys. My name is Victor. <laughs> yeah, so um, thank you so much for having me. All right. And... Today, in our topic for this podcast, we're going to talk uh, everything related to like our personal finance, which, uh, which in- includes like a lot of things, uh, which is like our how we do we budget and our income, our savings, investment, and so on. Okay, first thing, right, when, when it comes to like uh, money or personal finance, right, what, what is your thought about that when it comes to like money? Okay, um, that's a very broad question, I would say, but if I were to take it, I would think that... Um, Money is a tool that, uh, it's a, what do you call that? It's a thing that everyone needs in order for us to live and for us to buy stuff. So definitely we need to learn how to, uh, uh, learn how to manage it and also learn how to control the incoming, which is the income and also learn how to control the outgoing because, uh, uh, if we know how to manage it properly and you know how to spend correctly, we will be able to have a very comfortable life. But whereas if uh, we don't know how to uh, arrange it, don't know how to spend it, don't know how to invest it, and that that's where a lot of things can go wrong. And in the end, you'll be stuck in something called a rat race where you will just be working your ass off again and again until the day where you end your life. And that's I believe that's not something that we all want. So that would be my input. How about Victor? So for me, money is what makes the world go around. So if you don't have money, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. Or whereas if you have money, it's a leverage in in my opinion that it's a tool, it's a leveraging tool that can help you to go from destination A to destination B. Mm. You just can keep... Actually, money is everywhere. It's like how, depending on how you want to get money mm. right so like from both of y'all y'all say that uh, money is a tool right and it's only it's only right if we study it i guess like to know more about like money itself like so that you know we get the best out of it like it's like an advantage for those who have like i believe it's called like the financial literacy which is uh mm. it's, a, it's about like knowing the subject of money or and the funny thing is because that uh, the subject of like money, right, is not taught in school. So it's all about like, you know, you going out there to like really find out like uh, what to do with it, I guess. Because like in the school, there's no teacher teaching you like, okay, guys, uh, what we, here's what, what we're going to do. Uh, this and that, this and that. Okay. Yeah, very true, very yeah. true. Nowadays, very little. Yeah, it's almost like close to zero, I guess. <laughs> And that's why, you know, uh, that's why a lot of people, like, they, they do not know, like, uh, 
more detail about it, I guess. Like, what can we do with it? You know, like, uh, where should we put our money and how can we make it work for us instead we work for the money? So when it comes to this, right, how do you guys actually manage your own money? Like, do you guys have, like, percentage or do you guys have, like, apps to, you know, keep track of your expenses? Okay, so uh, I will go on with uh, basically my method of uh, managing managing my uh, money whereas I will differentiate it into different different so-called I name it as accounts okay mm-hmm. and of course there are different different percentages of account so uh, for for right now I won't specify a specific percentage but I will say which one is a bigger portion and which one is a lesser portion and it's up to your choice uh, up to your uh, how much you earn how much you have and you your lifestyle and you can adjust accordingly Okay, so um, I will name few of the accounts, and then I and then at the same time I will tell you how I would arrange it. Okay, as for my age right now, uh, first up and the so-called the most uh basic part is basically expenses because uh we will need to eat, we will need to pay for electricity, this and that. So that would ultimately be the bigger portion, but of course I will do my best to control it and make it as low as possible so that my expenses will be lower. Daily expenses, number one, okay? Then moving on to number two, I would have long-term savings. Now, what are long-term savings? Long-term savings, I would think of it as using, I would save it for only for three factors. One is, for example, I want to save for a down payment for a future house. Or two, I would save it for a future wedding, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, or maybe three, if in future I want to start a own business, I need the capital, I can take it from this account or so. So it's long-term savings for future stuff. But for me, uh, buying a car would not be under long-term savings because that is actually, for me, I would choose to actually put it uh, that as another another part, okay? And which is coming to the third part, which is enjoy life because we all work so hard every mm-hmm. single day. So sometimes we would need to push ourselves with a bit of price, a bit of motivation so that we will keep on going. So that was more personal, so maybe around 10% where I can go to the movies, I can buy a new iPhone, I can buy a new MacBook, I can <laughs> upgrade my cars, this and that. Okay, so these are leisure, leisure stuff, these are wants. Okay, and then after that, moving on, uh, it also need to do charity because I will want to accumulate my, um, how do you say it? In a more simple way, I'll call it invisible points. Where, so that you know, I can keep doing good deeds and giving back to the community. That will also be a small percentage. But out of all, the last one and the biggest part is investments. Especially my age, it is the best time where I can work and get as much money as possible. And I want to put as much money as possible into investing. So and, uh, Because the earlier I start, the faster I can compound. Uh, my investments and by then the goal is to actually be able to retire earlier or in in other words gain financial freedom earlier so these are the few accounts that i would divide into but of course it is up to every individual on how you want to divide it like for instance for now i i don't have daily expenses yet because i am lucky that i still have my parents and my dad is still working so i can put take that uh, percentage and push it all into investments Uh, so that's what i'm lucky in as i go on into life uh, when I start, uh, when I need to handle my own expenses, then I will need to readjust again. But basically, that's the big picture. Wow. Yeah, that's all for me. Well, that's what, that was very detailed, uh, detailed said. 
And uh, Victor, what, what about you? You know, when it comes to like managing your money, how, how do you manage it? So usually when we just started working like still in university, it would be best to actually start building an emergency fund first. Emergency fund first, only savings and only investment. So emergency fund is basically what I see as like three to six months of your salary. So like, for instance, you suddenly lose a job or suddenly like, you know, like your family have some uh, financial issues or suddenly need money, you can rely on that fund. So that's actually very important fund that you need that you cannot touch. I mean, it depends. Like for me, I don't touch it. So basically, when I first started working, I immediately put like 50% of my income into savings fund. So it can actually help accelerate me to... um, go for investment even faster. Mm. So imagine like Eloy, what Eloy say is very important, but imagine if every month you just put 20 to 30%, how long will you actually actually like reach the target goal for your emergency fund? So my mm. thinking was like to mm. accelerate it. So I put a bigger portion, like 50 to 70% in. For me, I mm. don't really have much expenses. Yeah, so once you get that done, so you can think about, so for me, you have to first lay out your expenses also, like Eloy said, which is yeah. very important. Like your know, every month of subscription, those are important as well. That you have to, once in a while, like once every six months or a few months, you look back and actually ask yourself, do you need this? Do you mm. need this? Correct. Yeah, like that. Mm. So after you get your emergency fund, um, right now my allocation is actually mostly to investments. Because right now everyone is in the lockdown anyways, right? So we are always at home. Mm. We are eating at yeah, eating home and <laughs> don't need to travel here and there. So I would say it's a very good time to actually put your money inside the investment. Plus inflation is coming, so that's very important. Yeah. And oh yeah, one more thing, savings account, right? You I wouldn't recommend like for us lah, like we are still young, ma, I wouldn't recommend like anywhere like 10k and above like, inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. It'll be a waste. waste. Yeah, yeah. Waste. <laughs> and just now I think uh Victor mentioned a very important thing, which is the the first thing is the emergency fund and also like you know, uh few months later you ask back yourself whether these expenses is uh important or essential to us. Because last time I used to have a lot of this like uh so-called subscription. La. So every month, you know, I keep finding that Hey, why this one still need to pay? Uh? So when you pay here, hey, then this one also expired. You pay and then so on, and then I slowly try to reduce it. Uh. And you know, sometimes this uh this yep. called like a monthly subscription, right? It it seems small, you know, because sometimes we subscribe to many apps and then this app costs like maybe like 10 bucks or 20 bucks per month. But you know, if you have like 10 of those apps, right, it's already like 100 to 200 easily per month taken off from our our mm. income or anything. And just now, uh, Victor, you mentioned that uh, to not have more than 10,000 in savings, right? Why is that so? Can, can you like, uh, elaborate um, more a, on that? Yeah. yeah. A key, key factor is because of inflation. Uh, what inflation essentially is basically, um, for example, like 10, 20 years ago, what you can buy with 10,000 is a lot more compared to what you can buy now. But with 10,000 now, you can actually buy very little stuff compared to 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, it's basically that. So basically, savings is what you essentially just you just put inside the bank and you just leave it there. And like anything you need it, you just like 
take it from there. But investing is you actually let the money work for you. So you actually, yeah. And I think this one, you can uh, ask Eloy about it because he understands different type of income, right? Yeah. Eloy? Active income, passive income, and yeah. yeah. This is very important as well. Yeah, yeah. there's um, two, many types of income, like portfolio income, this income, that income. And... DJ so, income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and uh, for but for myself, right? I will personally like uh, if I I would say for myself, right, to actually earn more than what I spend, uh, you know, just just like try try to find ways to earn earn more than what I spend. So essentially, now it's because that uh, maybe three of us, four of us are not working, so every month we get like a bit of uh, pocket money, then we can uh invest or you want to save that it's up to you lah. so that's why i feel like uh, i can find more ways to actually earn more than what i spend on and i have this like positive Correct. cash flow of something else so that i can do something with it lah. um that day earlier that we have a conversation right i think victor also mentioned another very important like a phrase lah, which uh which is that you can't save your way out and that actually like stuck in my head until today mm. <laughs> because last time uh before, is that why you buy yeah. baby Dodge? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Before you say that, I rebound. <laughs> and uh, and because uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, and and that uh stuck in my head for quite some time, like, Which I think uh, yeah, it's it's really too. And without us actually knowing all this, right, about like the the subject of money, right? I think we wouldn't do what we are doing today. That's why it's important to go and uh how to say, improve yourself on like uh, financial literacy, you know, so that you know what you're going to do with what you're doing, or I guess. But Yes, correct. So, so you know, maybe our audience, right, uh, you know, are very excited to learn, right? So what would you guys uh, say to them, right, uh, for those who want to improve their financial literacy? What, you know, what should they do or how? Okay, um, I'll give uh, my input on this. There are actually there are a lot of ways uh, for us to learn find uh, all this uh, financially related information. Uh, some be it, some are free, some are all over the internet, and some maybe you can pay to actually listen to it. So in the end, it's entirely up to you what suits you best. And the most importantly, I don't think it's how you learn it. I think the most importantly is the mindset that you have on how much you want it. Because uh, even if, for example, everything is on the internet, but for instance, a lot of friends my age uh, who are lucky and uh, they, don't have, they don't have the urge, they feel like, wow, I'm still young, I should go and have fun, I should enjoy my college, why do I need to care about money? They don't have this input. So even if the information is out there, it's, it's no, use, no use to them. But whereas if you want to learn, internet, YouTube, Google, books, uh, nowadays, even... There are a lot of free books where you can find the PDF source, even though that's not good. But if let's say that you are still a student and you still don't have your own income, then yes, you can live with that first. But if you start to have your own income, you have your own savings. Like for me, I attended uh, short courses on investing. So I actually mm. pay and actually learn from these uh, people who actually have uh, some experience. So that is another way where you mm. can save uh, some time to immediately allow someone to summarize the details for you. But if, let's say, uh, you are willing to put out the time and effort, you like to read, then reading is also a very, very good source. 
there are a lot of plenty of books out there where you can actually read and actually learn from there. But uh, besides learning, I think another factor is also experiencing it because knowing a lot of stuff but not putting it into use will equal to zero <laughs> eventually. But whereas if you learn, but after you learn, you actually put it, you start to put some money, you start to invest, you start to learn. Not asking you to throw everything into one go, no. But at least that you start doing it, whatever you learn, you implement. Then from then on, while you get the experience and while you start learning, um, I believe that's where the real learning starts to happen. Yeah, that's my input. Wow, that was a great one, man. And I, I, I agree with you, you know, when you say that uh, mindset, the, the mindset first, having like the mindset to wanting to know more about money is like very important. If not, if not, you also don't know why should you go and learn this, right? <laughs> and yeah. actually, actually, like for Alloy, right? Um, like how, how, how do you start like getting yourself into it? Uh, this is a very, this is a very interesting story. Basically, it, it started is because of, uh, because since young, I started performing, right? Which, which is why I had some extra income or extra money. And thankfully, my mom, even though she doesn't have the knowledge to invest, but she knows how to save. So since young, all the angpa money, save, 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 save. Then in the end, I have around uh, a few K. And then from there, she went and put into one of the local investments called ASNB. Is it ASNB? Something like that. It's a yeah, local yeah. investment. Okay? So, uh, ASNB, you know what? Uh, okay. So first thing first, they say that okay, the rate is uh, is higher than FD. But the thing is, after how many years? Ten years, uh, or quite a number of years down the line, where it was this year during MCO when I want to went back because there is a mature period and everything. But when I went back and when I wanted to take the money out, the amount I earned is actually like I put I I don't even know how many percentage, and that's because there was a quite significant amount of uh, fees, like the management fee and uh, sales fee, those kind of fees. So in the end, the return is actually very low. So at the time, my sister suddenly prompt. And she said, hey, actually, why don't we learn how to invest? She gave out that prompt. Then we are like, yeah, ho. actually, we should learn how to invest. And actually, before that, I thought about it, but because the studies and everything, so I actually never put it into action yet. Until that day where I went to the bank and my sister gave me that prompt. And I'm like, yeah, actually, we should learn how to invest. That is something very important. So that's where we start to go online. We start to search. And because we wanted to save time, I immediately found uh, a teacher or an academy that teaches uh, value investing. That's the first course that I went into. And then immediately, I signed up the course and I started learning. So that's how I started. Lah. Yeah. Wow. Nice, nice, nice. So actually now, but now, but now the, the rate all is like, what was the rate now? Uh? Do you know or not? Like it's like quite low, is it? Oh, uh, I, I don't remember the specific percentage, but I remember not even 10%, bro. Not even 10%. <laughs> not even 10%. No, yeah, la, you yeah. won't be 10%. La. That's too much. <laughs> correct, correct. For traditional. <laughs> yeah, for traditional, too much. If traditional, you got 4%, people will be screaming already. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah. And what about like Victor, you know? How, how can people like improve their own like uh, knowledge about like money? Um, reading is very important, no? Because like nowadays, people are very into hype stuff and they just join for the hype. But then it's actually mm. very bad like, in the long term because like Warren Buffett say, 
people don't like to be like him. People don't like to be rich slowly. People yeah. like to be rich mm-hmm. fast. So yeah. reading actually helps broaden your horizon and like broaden your knowledge and like the more you read, the more you realize and like and actually goes back to your lifestyle and goes back to your mindset. It actually is like a whole full circle. So I recommend um, everyone to read and also like Noreen said or like podcasts like this like on YouTube there's a lot of free resources and a lot of actually mm. uh, like a lot of good content creators and that actually talk about crypto talk about personal finance personal investing all those stuff so YouTube is a very good source as well yeah I believe mm. with like uh, technology now right we can find anything that you know, we want in online you know Google it YouTube it everything will be there but I believe I still believe that reading is like very very more it's more powerful than that I, I believe uh. because when you read you yeah. kind of like create your own imagination of how like this thing works and yeah you'll be just like exploring it yourself more deeper and okay just now we, we were back to talk, talking about like the financial literacy or the subject of money right why do you guys think right it's not taught in school Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this this question we have to ask teacher N. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very very good question. Thinking about it. <laughs> no way, I got I got no no idea. Eh. Okay, I mean like if, it's so important, uh, right? But then it's not yeah. taught in school. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even teach about tax and all. Yeah, it's yeah. tax especially. True, bro. True. <laughs> yeah, bro. As yeah, that's why actually yeah. Uh, throughout when I started I investing, I I created my uh, broker account like, and then they asked me for my tax number. That's so why I'm like, do I have a tax number? <laughs> I'm, I'm over eighteen already. So what what should I do? How do I know my tax number? I yeah, I don't even know, uh, how mm. and where to find it. Yeah. Um. But back Nawin's question. Um. Uh. Personally, maybe I haven't touched much about this knowledge yet. But from a little bit where I hear here and there, I forgot which it was a movie. It was a movie star. Uh. I forgot who. Um. Was it Shaq? Ah? I don't know. Okay. Shaq. But either way, it is a. Uh, yeah. I I forgot who. But it was a TikTok that I scrolled through during Instagram, and uh basically. Uh, the rough, the roughly main point was saying something like, uh, schools teach you, uh, schools don't teach you money and stuff because they are still training us to be an employer and to be in a rat race, and they want you to, they want us to still work within the nine to six office hours kind of thing. Mm. Whereas, um, if they were to teach all this, then, I mean, I don't know what would happen, but basically, the mindset is in the schools are not improving. They are still sticking back to the old-fashioned way where you know just learn whatever you learn, then you go out and then you work for your life, and that's all. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm also mm. this is a very good question. I also need to find out myself. But yeah, uh, basically that's all I I I know. I guess. Yeah, I think I think basically uh to to conclude whatever you say right. I think I think you're you're talking more about the whole system itself, is it like the whole mm. education system where they think that financial literacy is not that important than the academics that you are learning now. 
and uh, and maybe like they think that okay, uh, yeah. this one you go to work, you will know. What is your tax number? You will know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think maybe yeah. that's that's why. And I was preparing like a question or maybe a theme to ask, uh, for this podcast like, And I came across like why why is there why 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 are they not teaching us this? You know and. This is so important and when we know it right, it's like really like mind blown. Like, yeah, hey, why should why why did I not know this like 10 years ago or not maybe not maybe 10, maybe like three years ago? If I know that time right, the, the amount that I get and accumulated until today, it, it will be more, of course, because we the more the earlier we know it, the more it's better. So that's why I still I still <laughs> I still wonder about it. Definitely I will go research more about it, why it's not in there, you know. <laughs> But so far, I think uh, for yeah. myself, it's been uh, improving, I guess, because in school now, actually, I'm learning about uh, taxation, learning about insurance. Uh. Okay, so I learned how to count the tax mm. for uh, personal income tax, uh, quit rent tax, all this, this and that tax. Uh. So, which I think it's uh, slowly getting better, I don't know. But uh, hopefully, uh, to, I, hope, I really hope that, like, to see some change in the system itself uh, so that a lot of people more are aware of what they can do, you know. So imagine if everyone, not ev- I would say like, yeah, imagine if everyone have like a better understanding of it, the, the way that they manage their finance will be better and they can actually mm. reduce a lot of things like debt and, you know, just like manage their finance properly. You know, maybe like a lot of people wonder, right? Well, you know, okay, like I, should, I prefer to save because uh, there's a lesser risk than uh, investing. So, you know, uh, I think this question uh, should go to uh, Victor. Uh, okay. So, Victor, you know, if someone comes come up to you, right, and say, investing has high risk, why, why not we just save? What would be your response to them? First of all, I will respect the, the person. Uh. So, because everyone's risk tolerance is very different and risk appetite is very different. So, for me, I'm a high risk person because mostly because I'm at a very young age and like we all know, like, there's nothing to lose. So yeah, that's one thing uh, that I would say to that. Mm. And also I would say, I would say you're, you're, you're not wrong. It's capital preservation, but how are you gonna, you know, get your way out of the rat race with just like 10, 20, 50,000, you know? Yeah. And, I'll, and Aloy, okay. what about you? Yeah. Um, uh, besides what Victor say, I guess I would also uh, maybe can share uh, uh, like what we mentioned just now, something the thing about inflation. Whereas, you know, if you put so much money but into the bank, it's equivalent to you're putting your hard-earned money into a place and then that place is slowly burning your money. So whatever that is hard-earned, the value will keep dropping. So that investing is one of the ways where you can actually turn your hard-earned money to let it grow instead of, you know, letting it shrink. So mm. I would just share it with them. But again, like what Victor said, I guess everyone's risk tolerance is different, but I believe that there are still investments that are uh, comparatively a lower risk. And since that, you know, it's if, if it's an investment and that person is, is clear that it's not a gap, then he can he or she can still compile the interest like be it, uh, those kind of um what do you call it for instance an example would be uh for example now one of the new things is robo advisors 
uh, one of it is, for example, stash away. Ah. So mm. yeah, uh, even if you set to a lower risk appetite, we we'll still invest and at least that money will return rather than, you know, using it into your savings where the percentage is less than 2% and inflation is yeah. just going to eat the money up. Yeah. Like yeah, now the, the the other day I just checked the FD rate, right? The fixed deposit. It was just like one percent, one percent, one point something percent. And it's you know, and I actually yeah. like uh I actually I actually put like the amount of money I need to get uh five thousand uh five hundred ringgit of cash flow month. It's uh it's definitely is a lot like I need to put in like don't know how many thousand then earlier i can be able to get the amount then if i divide with like 12 months then i'll only get like 500 ringgit per month so it's really like yeah. uh that's why it's up to yes. you guys like it's up to the person who want to invest is like, like what Victor say you know uh, like your risk appetite your risk management is all up to you uh, and your research uh. and also just now victor also mentioned that uh to do your own how to say don't don't formal in like uh, i guess you know if today everyone like okay invest in here then you also want to join People invest in that, you also want to join. <laughs> I think that's one of the like the mistake like a lot of people make uh, because they you know they 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 think that this is like a get rich quick scheme. You know, today I put in tomorrow I want to buy a Lambo or I want to be a millionaire or something, right? <laughs> yeah. And also I think uh most important uh thing is also to invest what you are able to afford to lose only la. Don't just put your whole saving, your entire saving into the, yes. the investment. La. If not, you're really like I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, talking about that, I want to relate back to the important thing that Victor said. That is where the emergency fund comes in. Mm. All right. Uh, so if anything, really, if your investment also GG and your job and your income also GG, <laughs> at least you still have. Uh, yeah, fun correct, to, correct. you know give you some time uh, yeah. yeah okay now you can continue and yeah because of you know why I say like this uh, it's because that uh, few, uh, maybe like a few months ago where you know uh, crypto this is more about crypto uh, crypto has this thing where you know it crashed it really crashed because people are saying that it's Elon Musk's fault where he tweeted this and that and there were a lot of comments where Elon why you did this I threw my whole uh, life saving into it and it crashed like just like that something like that and I just feel, and I just feel like why would someone invest their their whole entire saving into an uh, investment which is very volatile? Uh? So to me, that doesn't uh, make sense. Uh, that's why it, it all comes down to how much that we research about about it. Uh, and and there is still risk, uh, right? The the risk is definitely higher than normal savings. So uh, because when there's a higher risk, means there's a higher return, uh, definitely. And when it comes to like investing, right? I think the people people always ask, right? Huh, but I got very less money early. Eh? Can I invest uh, like 50 ringgit per month, 100 ringgit per month? Uh, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, definitely, definitely you can. Uh, even though it's like 50 or 100 or 500, uh, if you think about it, like it's only 50 a month, but if you times 12, you know, the power of like monthly, daily, and yearly, right, is very crazy. So you start, always start small. And then you build up your confidence, then you only know what you, you're doing. And actually, once you know what you're doing, it's very powerful and it's very scary. I also agree with Victor. And one of the things that it reminds me of, uh, there is a term called snowball effect, where there are three things that come into place. Uh, first is time, meaning the earlier you invest, the better, no matter the amount. But if you start earlier, even with a small amount, it's still compounding. And second thing also, it would be uh, the amount that you invest. So for example, if now 
you can commit to 50 ringgit every month, commit it first. Start now, commit it first. Then as you go into life, when your income increases, then you can allocate more into, then it slowly become 100 month or 200 month or the more the better because the more amount of money you invest, the faster uh, you can compound your money. And last but not least also is the return of ROI, the return of investment. So that one in the end also is up to your experience and what you invest in. So um, in the end, uh, rather having a small amount of money, that is the least important thing. I think the two key things that I would focus on is uh, one, uh, I, I do it as early as possible and I do it consistently. And secondly also is what I mentioned just now, try to think of ways to increase your income because uh, it work, goes both ways. Uh, there's only two ways to increase your income. One is you decrease your expenses and secondly is you increase your income sources or the amount of income. So just do our best to increase the income. Then if you do these two correctly, you will be able to compound your money in as time goes by. Yeah, and uh, actually there's a term for it. I think it's called uh, dollar cost averaging, right? Where you actually slowly, slowly every month you compound it. You, don't, you do not care about the price. Or when it goes up or down, you still buy. And somehow in, uh, in the end, you would have, uh, you have more than when you straight push everything to it, uh, I guess. But it also depends on uh, what type, yes. what, what, what are the things you are investing in and whether you, you, did you invest the right thing or not. Uh? Imagine if you invest in some, uh, don't know what company is this, then you dollar cost average, then you're like, eh, why, how come suddenly I lost more than what I put in? <laughs> uh, then there, there was yeah. another story. La, yeah. And yeah. also, you know, when it comes to like uh, uh, investing, right? Wait, wait, before that question, right? Uh, how long have you guys been uh, like investing actively uh, yourself for yourself? I only started uh, uh, last year. So means that it will be maybe one or two months then a year. Mm. Wow. Only one Later? or two months. Yeah. For me, it's almost, I think I hit my one year. And yeah, one year anniversary. <laughs> for you guys, right? Uh, so far for your whole like investment journey, right? Do you guys make any mistake? And you know, what, what could you learn from it? I think I can start off first because yeah, let's I have a few mistakes. Not in that way, but just because like uh, I don't have a lot of funds yet, so I don't, I don't do a lot of trades. But uh, I guess I see that so far I've made... It, it's not a big mistake, uh, but yeah, it is something that next time I will take care of it uh, if there is in the future. One is that uh, getting involved too fast uh, which is basically like for, for example I heard about this company on, on the day itself then uh, I haven't I haven't do my research yet and I, I didn't I didn't price evaluation and uh, think about whether I'm comfortable entering to this price and I just went in because I like the company but uh, lucky enough is that uh, I did uh, ran into proper research and the company is still doing good but it's just that the price that entered was too rushed like, in a way Whereas I could have be patient and accumulate more funds. And so that when the price actually goes into a discounted price, then I could have went in at the better price. But because I, I like the company so much, I feel like, oh, I want to go in now. And then I went in, even though it's not bad, but still that's something that I would tweak next time. So even if I like a company, but if the price is still something that I'm not comfortable in, 
I could either invest a little bit and uh and then uh look see the company's progress lah, and so that I don't straight away allocate uh that amount of money the whole portion for that company ah uh, that's one, and secondly also is that um I kind of a bit over diversify my portfolio with the amount of money that I have. Uh, if if I would have that time, I wish that I could have bought, uh, changed my investment a little bit so that I can invest a little bit more concentrated. Because now I don't have a lot of money. If I diversify a bit too much, my returns won't be that great. Yeah. So far, that's the small mistakes that I've made. For me, I got a lot of big mistakes. So, um, one of the mistakes is it pays to be patient. Like as I say, it really pays to be patient. So if you really like FOMO, like fear of missing out, or like you because of greed, because of fear, because of everything, and you you do it and you go into a trade, right? That's based on emotions, indeed, and not based on logical facts, figures, technical fundamentals, stuff like that. So that's one thing. Uh, when I first started, I was very emotional when. When it goes very green, I'm very happy. When it goes red, I'm very sad. Mm. That's a very beginner mistake that everyone will go through. Mm. But nowadays, I rarely feel anything, and it's like just another day. And the second second mistake is that you don't need to trade every day. Yeah, so this one very important. Like, not every day you place a trade. You don't need to itchy hand or anything. You let your winners run, and you cut your losses quickly. And because like uh you know I think like uh put put like putting in the wrong time right, I I bet everyone you know have uh put in I mean put your trade at the wrong time before for let's say like crypto, you know last few months uh Bitcoin was up to like fifty k and now it's like uh thirty k or something, but you know when I I I get it lah you know when the times when the time comes right maybe like Bitcoin was like thirty five k right you put in your 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 you put in your money there right. And tomorrow it goes down to like thirty uh, k, you know, and there, then you'll be like doubting yourself, like, eh, I I bought the dip, but it keeps dipping, <laughs> that that kind of like thing, and but the, the see that's the thing about like uh investing or trading lah, because that it's it's really uncertain. All all these things are really uncertain, and that's why you know like Victor say you have to it it must be uh you you must you must really know what you are doing and must be logic lah, you know, based on like fundamentals. Or is it based on like uh technical analysis or so on to like uh minimize your risk as small as possible? And what is the difference right between trading and investing itself? Is there any like difference? Uh, trading is essentially um a position that you do intend to go for a long term. Let's say swing trade is like few days to few weeks. Intraday trade is like within few hours only within the trading day, and while investing is basically you put in money and basically you just let let it uh snowball and let it compound. Basically, for example, if you buy Apple stock today, and you just keep buying every month, so one year later you got twelve Apple stock and you just keep repeating uh, investing ah. Uh. While trading, you just wanna uh like basically a very quick, quick, uh quick profit, quick profit. Okay, so uh, before we wrap up our whole like small little session today, you know about like personal finance, uh, what tips would you say you know for those who like 
just started to like invest in stocks or crypto or shares or anything. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, I guess it's just one thing. Whereas, um, just be clear with what you're doing, and uh, do whatever you can to use uh factual stuff and don't a bit basically make logical logical decisions and don't get affected by uh, don't get affected by emotions yeah so just be very clear in your mind and remember the objective if your mm. objective is investing then remember what you need to do if your objective is trading then remember what you need to do and just don't get messed up because when you get messed up uh, mistakes can happen yeah right what about victor Victor? Um, for me is take action just take action it's very important and also uh, and uh, you know you guys listening out there uh, today what we said is uh, based on like a discussion so we are not uh, giving any financial advice okay so yeah just uh, do your own research and uh, you know manage your own budget and yeah, I think uh, that's it for this episode. Definitely, you know, we'll be doing more like a finance uh, kind of like episode to, you know, educate and spread the awareness of like the importance of like uh, managing your own personal finance and so like investing. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode for this week and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thank you.